Welcome to podcast 205 of Five Star Potential, your weekly football manager podcast. I'm Matt and on this week's pod I'm joined by nobody else. <laughs> it's just me, I'm afraid. I've been away for a few weeks and now I'm back on my lonesome, lonesome, lonesome. Anyway, welcome everyone. Hello. Uh, so, it's going to be a, a shorter than usual pod because I'm, I'm on my Todd, but there is one huge bit of news from Football Manager that we kind of need to cover and that is the announcement that women's football will be included in future iterations of the game but not FM22. But uh, before we do that, um, also we will have a quiz but uh, you may remember a while ago I did one of these on my own before. Um, You're going to be doing the answering of the questions at no prize this time Um, but... uh, you, you play for pride, but let's uh, roll back to the whole women's football thing, which generally was met with positivity, and I don't want to focus on the negativity at all. I will try not to mention any of it, because it doesn't deserve any airtime, if I'm honest. But uh, before we go into the more nuts and bolts and my opinions and thoughts about how it could change Football Manager for the better in the future. It does also mean that Miles has also inadvertently announced that FM22 is going to be a thing. Shock horror. Nobody knew that was going to happen. Um, but yes, so FM22 will be a thing. So we've had it confirmed by head honcho, Mr. Jakobsen himself. I've, I've made him sound a lot more Danish than he is. Never mind. Anyway, so women in or women's football in football manager. So if you've not read the article, which a lot of the negativity seems to be focused on having not read the article in the first place. So if you are one of those special kind of idiots that will quite happily criticise something before either seeing it or reading about it when an article which takes five minutes to read uh, has been put out there for you to consume, suggest doing that first before throwing all of the judgment and making yourself look very idiotic in the in the process but uh, SI are investing a lot of money into uh, adding women's football into football manager well potentially from FM23 we don't really know we will find out as more information is given to us about that and SI have already been working on this for a number of years Uh, not sure if I'm supposed to say it but a, a few probably I think it was probably the last uh, meetup we had in 2019 at SI Towers uh, we knew that they were working or at least looking at the possibility of adding women's football in and Miles has always had the position of once it's viable but it sounds like that has changed because in the article Miles does mention that there really isn't It's not. they're not doing this for profitability it's more for helping women's football uh, gets on parity with the men's game and all about inclusivity, which is equally a, a bigger social point than, than anything. So they're fully aware that they are investing a lot of money and potentially may not make any of it back. But they do have an entirely separate team to focus on implementing women's football into Football Manager. And the article does go into... Not great length, but it does explain the difficulties that they are 
that they've already found or are finding with adding this in and the the obstacles they're going to have to work around to to be able to apply it one thing they have confirmed is that women's football and men's football will coexist in the same universe so that in itself brings its own problems in terms of obviously that men and women will never or at least in football's current guys in real life will not play against one another in the same league but if players are occupying the same attribute scales uh, then obviously there needs to be some thought there and uh, the big the big points are around injuries and obviously the physiological and biological differences between men and women i.e. women can get pregnant men cannot women have a menstrual cycle men do not and the impacts that those can have on both uh, longevity as a player and also the injuries that those uh, sorts of things can impact as well which obviously you don't have to factor in in men's football so being able to bring those sorts of things in as well as the the whole argument of uh, pronouns and whilst there are m- uh, female managers and staff in football manager currently there is a limited array and in fact having experience with the editor there there are limited places in where you select gender in the database i think you can only add it to staff you cannot add it to players so there has to be a whole like whilst it sounds really really innocuous and very oh just add a field for gender against player it's the impact that all of you think about how many interactions you have with a player and now the game's going to need to know when to use which pronoun i mean they could just replace it like he with they and you fixed it i guess but um i don't know if that then brings its own licensing issues which you know we we all know about those but yes generally it's been met with great positivity which is is good to see and the 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 other issues i wanted to sort of talk about now which i i don't think i've seen many people mention because it's I don't know. I, the It's the impact on real-life scouting and management. We've seen over the years, particularly with with more clubs, actually actively using scouting and football manager to, to look at more obscure players, or at least having access to the database to help uh, sort of corroborate their own findings with their own real-life scouting as well as any of the sort of the other stats like Opta you can get or the league stats or anything like that that they use to to decide whether they're going to sign a player or not it's it's going to be interesting to see how the women's game is impacted having not had access to a database of players it'll also be really interesting to see how quickly this database can be built up because the article mentions it's taken it's 28 years worth of of data that has been built up gradually over time obviously players will will be born and then retire and so they will sort of drop off or maybe change you know they change from playing to staff or playing staff to just staff but it'll be interesting to see how over time once the once the women's uh, football database is established or the women's football portion of the database is established 
how that then influences football going forward. I think the I've mentioned accessibility and in inclusivity previously, but the 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 combination of this database or the the inclusion of women's football plus the new landmark TV deal between BBC and Sky to make the WSL more access or easily accessible. I know the BBC have have uh, included the WSL on their BBC Sport football page and combined it with men's football, so it's it's a lot easier to fi- easier to find. But it'll be interesting to see how having Football Manager as uh, like somewhere or you've you've seen a player. Like I remember when I was younger. If I'd never heard of a player, the first thing I would do was boot up Football Manager. If it wasn't already booted, it was very rare that he wasn't. But search for them on that, just so I had an idea of how I... <laughs> I think a lot of us probably still do it. Like, never heard of a player, search for them on Football Manager, and then judge how they might play based on their attributes and maybe their player traits. So it'll be fun to see whether the same is done there. But I think... The, the the things combined making women's football more accessible in mainstream media as well as sort of the football manager which is i guess it's a niche even though it still sells a million plus copies every year but yeah the 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 accessibility and impact on on real life scouting and management also i mean you don't have to be female to be interested in women's football but the the female uh, interest in football manager not huge if i'm honest from 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 my position in the community as a whole whether whether we as males do a really bad job of noticing women but in at least in the community sphere but there aren't a huge amount of them now whether that's greater and i'm sure sports interactive have a much better view of their own stats when it comes to uh, the in terms of gender and how many how many of each gender play football manager but it will be interesting to see if there is a greater interest in both football manager and then maybe women going into coaching as a result of that because I'm quite sure there are a, are a lot of of people that have played football manager that maybe had no interest in it in in scouting or coaching or or any of the other like job ro- job roles related to football manager now want to actually go into that as a as a career or a career change it'll also be interesting to see what happens with uh, content creators analytics and see if that changes because that has uh, famously been in the sort of two and lower percentile i believe um at least from from my perspective that I've noticed, and also the pod's perspective. But there there was some, I feel like, misplaced criticism in terms of people thinking that the game as a whole should be improved on first before adding a new feature. And I disagree with that wholeheartedly. If SI are investing millions and are having to potentially adjust or look into how attributes change and how the match engine changes. I mean, I didn't even mention the whole animation side of things and that women 
uh, women's bodies look different when they're running and SI are actually have already started doing their new mocap sessions with a pair of twin female footballers but I would imagine there has to be changes and maybe fixes to the existing code base to be able to allow for some of these things to change and I would have thought that they will use at least some of the time they're spending into fixing technical debt uh, in terms of the code base and adjusting things. This is a code base that's been built on for 30 years. There will be some parts of that, and this is the first time that they are actually introducing a new gender, and I'm sure that there will be problems come up that they aren't anticipating because they always do. Uh, It's just part of development. So I would imagine that there will be some improvements made to the existing code base as a result of adding this new feature in. So for those that are saying that, oh, the fix the bugs first before you start adding new stuff in, this happens every year. Bugs do not sell, or fixing bugs does not sell games. It may do to sort of the minutiae of people like us who play the game inside out for 2,000 hours a year, guaranteed, because we notice them. But the everyman will not notice them or at least are not noticed don't notice them enough to be bothered by them so much so it's selfish to look at it from that perspective in my opinion and also <laughs> it from a commercial perspective you can't write on a box i mean you you don't write on a box very often anymore anyway but in the marketing material you can't say oh we fixed 10,000 bugs this year That's your new feature. Congratulations. Yeah, I don't think anyone will buy that. And so it's no different to adding this as a feature to adding the training or the, the, any of the other new features because nothing's coming up uh, in my head right now. But yeah, it's just a daft argument, especially when they've, they've said that a whole new team is working on this anyway, or at least they have, they've employed more people to help with the workload of adding this particular new feature, which I don't think they've done. Normally, SI will hire QA staff. It's no, it's not hidden. They advertise that quite, quite heavily in the build-up to sort of release. They will employ a whole raft of QA staff to help, uh, well, test the game to make sure it's as good as it can be before it's actually released. So this is this is this is I feel it's unprecedented at least like from from what we can see from the outside looking in in terms of they've they've hired a whole new load of staff to actually focus on getting this done and then the final point i wanted to bring up is future licensing so it'll be interesting to see how that ties into all of this are are si going to wait to say we're going to pull the trigger on this now because they've got the the WSL license, for example, so that when we can, when we can release this, it's released properly. We've got face packs, we've got full kits, we've got full support from all of the teams, and then they can then start. I mean, they've already got a, they are already sponsoring Leicester City Women's team as a as a part of this. So it'll be it'll be good to see that happen. I think if you can go for a big bang approach. And rather than just sort of slip it in and maybe have the odd player, I think having a big bang approach and 
having full licensing, at least for the WSL, uh, would be fascinating to see the adoption rate. I mean, obviously, you cannot, you, doing an A-B test between those two things, uh, it's not going to happen unless you've decided to go one way or the other and then the following year do the opposite. But anyway, but that's it. Yeah, okay, women's football discussed. If you haven't already read the article, go and check it out. It's it's going to be a moving thing, which is why I don't want to... I've, I've sort of sprinkled a few thoughts that I've got without really knowing a lot. I know about as much as anyone else does about this at this point, having read the article. But they're the, the thoughts and questions that have cropped up. If you have any more, by all means, uh, tweet us and uh, we can discuss them further. Maybe, on, I mean, we are going to feature this on, on more pods too, I'm quite sure, especially as more information comes out and we get to know more about how the game is developing and also when we know which FM it's going to be included in from going forward. It's time for the quiz. But now it's time for the quiz. And this week's quiz, which you lot are going to answer, and I will reveal the answers in pod 206, hopefully if I've got numbering right, that should be okay. But it's the 12th anniversary of Bobby Robson's death on the 31st of July. And I thought, what better way to give a a poignant tribute to, I think, a well-loved manager and one of the most successful England managers I think it would be nice to have a, a a quiz that focuses on his career. So some of these questions will be a for the for the old ones in the audience, but we'll see how you go. No cheating either. Again, we're going for pride. I've also realised that Joe is going to shout at me for not calling him Sir Bobby Robson, but um, he'll get called Sir Bobby Robson for a lot of these questions. Anyway, question number one. I will repeat them twice because I appreciate this is in audio form and it's a lot. More difficult to uh, follow that. Anyway, question number one. There are eight questions in total. So, which team did Sir Bobby Robson go on to manage twice? So, question number one. Which team did Sir Bobby Robson go on to manage twice? There you go. There's your thinking time done. Question number two. Obviously, you can pause it if you need the extra time, but cheating. No one ever won anything doing that, obviously. Which three clubs did Jose Mourinho assist Sir Bobby at? Which three clubs did Jose Mourinho assist Sir Bobby at? Question number three. Which player stated, as a trainer without doubt, Robson is one of the greatest in the world during his time at Barca? Which player stated... As a trainer, without doubt, Robson is one of the greatest in the world during his time at Barca. Question number four. In a managerial career that spanned nearly 1,500 matches, what was his win percentage? In a managerial career that spanned nearly 1,500 matches, what was his win percentage? Question number five. How many league titles did Sir Bobby win? How many league titles did Sir Bobby win? And that is across all of the clubs he managed, just for clarification there. Question number six. Sir Bobby lifted the UEFA Cup and the Cup Winners' Cup during his career, 
but with which teams? Sir Bobby lifted the UEFA Cup and the Cup Winners' Cup during his career, but with which teams? The penultimate question, question number seven. In which year was Sir Bobby appointed England manager? In which year was Sir Bobby appointed England manager? And the final question, question number eight. What was the only tournament that England failed to qualify for during his tenure as manager? What was the only tournament that England failed to qualify for during his tenure as manager? There we go. Eight questions asked. The answers will be revealed to you all next week. So uh, tune in for, for podcast 206. But that does bring our time together for this week to a close. It also brings episode 205 to a close. You can find the links for me and all of the other gang as well, the rest of the gang, I should say, in the podcast description or by visiting weestreamfm.com. Five Star Potential is available on iTunes, Spotify and most other popular podcast apps and platforms with a new podcast released every week. Thank you all for listening. There will be more from me and everyone else next week. Say goodbye, folks. Doesn't really work when it's just me. Bye.